This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place, www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We're known as the Caring Place here in South Florida, and we've been helping people and changing lives since 1922. Good morning again. I'm Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president. Uh, what an honor it is to have this great program of good news uh, to be able to tell you what's going on, not only in our centers in Broward and in Miami, but also what others are doing in the community to help people. You know, in all the business of life, we have our jobs, we have our families, we have our responsibilities, but there's people in great need. And I'm sure as you're traveling around uh, South Florida, you're seeing people on street corners begging for money. Maybe you see someone uh, walking and all disheveled, got dirty clothes on, hair's all unkempt, and they're speaking up to the clouds. Or maybe you see someone sleeping on a bus bench and sometimes our hearts can become hardened. You know, why aren't these people working? Why aren't they, you know, why aren't they trying to do something with their life? Well, you, do you know that many times people that are on the streets are suffering from mental illness? Uh, some of them are addicted. Some of them are just so depressed. Uh, something tragic and traumatic has happened in their life. They just can't cope. And so they, they vacate life and they go into their own world. And, of course, there are a few out there that probably could be getting a job and probably could be doing better and, and just old-fashioned lazy. But for the majority of, of uh, situations, you just don't know. And every person that you see is someone's relative, son, daughter, something. Someone knows them. Uh, the other day I ran into a person that I had met 15, 16 years ago and was living on the street. And the person was still on the street. And I asked him, I said, you know, you don't have to do that. God has a plan for you. God doesn't want to harm you. He wants to prosper you. And he goes, well, you know how it is. And, and uh, I truly believe that many, many, many of the homeless people that you see are suffering from some sort of mental illness. And that's a whole different game. But we've been serving the homeless and needy since 1922. We're going to be fast approaching our 100th year our centennial that's a biggie i've been here 28 years i have to pinch myself i said man 28 years i've been here but we have seen tremendous change in the homeless population we've seen more and more women that are fleeing domestic violence are being brave enough to make that decision to leave their abuser and we have special programs for them also you know this is springtime now and a good and easy way that you can help us help others change their lives is by uh, being part of our spring cleaning with a purpose campaign. We do this every spring as you go through your closets for your clothes and your furnishings and you're going to update your lawn equipment and maybe you're going to get a new car, whatever you're doing. Uh, we would ask you to repurpose those gently used items, items that are in still good condition uh, to us. We have a thrift store operation that for all the excess items we will, we will sell them in our thrift store and help raise money for our programs and also that thrift store is a place that we train uh, people 
for employment. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to be trained to work in a thrift store, but we're training them in the soft skills. Show up on time. Have a great attitude. Get your job done. Work independently. You know, follow directions and, uh, and so on. So that's a great place. But we are in such great need of clothing, uh, furnishings, appliances. Uh, we're serving close to 1,100 people every single day. And when people come in to us for services, especially at the beginning, uh, they come in with very little. I mean, sometimes it's just the clothes on their back. And for our women, they may just have a little suitcase of things and hardly anything for the children. So your items will be, be put to good use. Let me get those words out. And it will bless a lot of people. So your clothing, your men, women, and children, uh, shoes, of course, uh, overcoats, underwear. Uh, we really like to have new underwear, but if there's hardly used underwear we will clean them and we'll actually put them to use and then your furnishings couches beds kitchen tables dinette sets lawn furniture uh, we will put them to good use not only in our thrift store but when people graduate our programs and they we do get them housing uh, we do help every single graduate with uh, the basics of their apartment or their house so we need couches for their house you know kitchens dishware glassware, beds, sometimes cribs for the, for the ladies with small babies. And those items we will just give them. And we're not, we're not giving them. The donor, the supporter, the, the partner is giving them. You are giving them when you give to us. You can go to our main website at caringplace.org slash spring cleaning. Or just go to the website. You can see where you, how you can donate. We will come out to your home or your business and pick up the items, give you a tax receipt for it because we are a nonprofit. Many people won't really use that, but it's something that we'll give you. And we'll um, put those items right to you. So, again, go to caringplace.org slash spring cleaning and, and repurpose your items. Recycle your items. Just don't put them out on the trash. And, by the way, for all you people that love to do garage sales, uh, when you're done at your garage sale, if you have some leftovers that are, are good items, uh, give us a call, and we'll come pick them up, and you'll, you'll be rid of those items. So, again, this is a wonderful way to help the homeless, the needy, uh, help us help them change their lives. Now, also in April coming up, we have our Thanksgiving on Good Friday celebration. This is an annual celebration, an outreach, not only to all the residents in our programs, about 800 of them, but also we make an outreach into the pro, uh, out into the street. You know, Thanksgiving comes, Christmas comes, that's the fall, that's the charity months. People are thinking about helping those in great need, but homelessness is all year round. And so we want to have something fantastic, and that is our Thanksgiving on Good Friday. We're going to have an outdoor celebration. We're going to have food, entertainment. There's going to be activities for the kids. Easter baskets are going to be giving away. But the highlight is that as in remembrance of what the Lord Jesus did for us uh, on, on Good Friday, we're going to have our volunteers are going to be washing the feet of the homeless and our residents. What a sight. It's all done with love. We have Barry University will be there to help us with actually inspecting the feet, the podiatrist, uh, taking off calluses, recommending more further medical care. It's quite a day. It's a day that we honor the Lord 
And it's also a day that we send the message out that God loves people, all people, regardless if you're on the street or not on the street. And it's a day also that we're going to be making an uh, invitation to those people that maybe are, are, willing to, are willing to come in off the streets. And we hope to get between 40 and 50 people to come in that day that were on the street. You know, last year we had people come in and many of them stayed. Many of them left, but many of them stayed. And it's just a wonderful celebration for $2.10. Well, let's say $21. You can sponsor t a table, 10 meals. Uh, of course, $42 for 20 meals. I think almost all of our volunteer opportunities are taken, but you can check the website at caringplace.org slash Good Friday. That's caringplace.org slash Good Friday. And it's, a, it's just a wonderful time. The, the men and the women that come there, the kids get their Easter baskets. Uh, men get special toiletry items that are given out. There's tremendous uh, entertainment, good music. And, of course, we want to just remember what the Lord did, to, did for us by dying on the cross, shedding his blood, and for those that receive him, give eternal life. And we take that seriously. That's our belief. You don't have to believe that to come to get services. But that's what we've been doing for 97 years is following the Christian tenets and the fundamentals of the faith. And again, today we have a great program. You want to stay tuned. We've got Andy Castellano. He's the CEO of the Primary On Care and primary, I mean, primary one care rather, and primary one care, de they designed a baseball bracelet. And this, when they're selling them, the benefits go for our Meals a Month program. That's another, um, let me give you a shameless plug. Our Meals a Month program is, is just, a, just what it says. You sign up to be a yearly sponsor every month, uh, $10, $20, $50, providing meals for those in great need. You know, we say here that people come to us out of need but a lot of times they're just hungry and so we we like to claim hope often begins with a meal so we have a great program you want to stay tuned for richard's testimony what a great testimony and uh, i remember uh, there's people hurting all around us you can be a part of that solution you can make a difference go to our website volunteer give of your time give of your money give of your household items and make a difference in a person's life. God bless you and stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Community Development Associate for the Miami Center. We have in the studios today with us Andy Castellanos. He is the CEO for Primary Wound Care. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing great, Leanne. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I feel like I've known you for a long time because we have emailed and talked on the phone and, and we finally get to interview you and have you here in the studio with us. And you have such a powerful and beautiful story of something that you are doing. Uh, but before you began doing it, tell us more about it. This is all about a bracelet that you designed and created. Please tell us the story. Yes, uh, uh, I created the uh, a baseball bracelet that's special, uh, based on on historical uh, historical uh, facts about a about a saint uh, that's involved in the game of baseball. Believe it or not, uh, it's uh, I, I developed the uh, I created the the bracelet uh, and I named it uh, Saint Rita Baseball Believe Band. Uh, Saint Rita of Kasha has been in baseball uh, history here in the United States. Uh, going back to the 1920s 
Uh, fast forward to a movie that we all have seen, which is called The Rookie. I wanted to tell you to mention that because for our listeners who they might relate to the to the movie, uh, I relate to the movie, even though I'm not I'm not so familiar with baseball as, as other people are. But but the movie, of course. The yes. Disney movie. The Disney movie. Uh-huh. Yes, it's it's it, it was uh, done in uh, 2002. Uh, there in that in that in that particular movie, uh, uh, Jim Morris, the baseball player, had uh, had a big injury before he even became a baseball. Uh, went to the major leagues, and and because of that injury, he couldn't play baseball anymore. Yes. But something miraculous happened to him in in Big Lake, Texas, and that's where the story begins uh, with Saint Rita. Absolutely, and and then you not only that. St. Rita, you know, you found out that it goes back to baseball, but you are also being with the primary wound care, right? So you help people with wounds, right? Yes, yes, yes. St. Rita is is known also uh, to be the patron saint of wounds. And I started the practice uh, primary wound care specialist back in 2009. And and then uh, one particular day in 2011, that's when I found St. Rita because she had a wound and associated the wound uh, with the practice uh, to help uh, patients heal and that's how uh, that there's the that's where the connection uh, began so you have kind of like St. Rita and the bracelet and the wound so they all connected right and you decided to do this bracelet why because I know they're beautiful by the way and I love it I mean you're wearing it such a beautiful bracelet um, I wish people could see it <laughs> but um, tell us why did you decide to start the bracelet yes I, I, I decided to do the bracelet because uh, there's a lot of baseball players that wear it. They wear it, but they don't wear the bracelet. They wear a medallion, and uh, and they have a little shame with uh, the medallion of St. Rita. And a lot of the players believe in her because of the historical facts in, in the game of baseball uh, with the rookie and way back before 1920. So I said, you know what, let's try to do something more uh, meaningful and more... Um, trending uh with uh, you know because people love those bracelets <laughs> exactly exactly so so we that's how i did it and 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 we have it uh, on the front is uh, on the front is the image of saint rita uh and and in the back uh, uh there is uh, uh the the logo of the baseball and um and and you could take a look at it uh, whenever you know we you have a chance now, what, I, what I'm very grateful for, um, and again, the, the bracelet is beautiful, no doubt about it. If you play baseball, if you know someone who likes baseball, if you know someone that likes St. Rita, I mean, I would say we, we're, going to, we're about to give the website so that you can find the bracelet if you're interested in it. But Andy, when not only did he create a bracelet that he, you know, he's selling the bracelet, but he decided also to benefit the Miami Rescue Mission, mission with $2 of each sale, right, Andy? Uh, from the bracelets and the cool thing about that and, and and again we're so grateful is that to sponsor one meal at the Miami Rescue Mission that's exactly what it would do it would be two dollars right um, so how wonderful that through your sales Andy you are feeding one person uh, one meal right and anybody can do like Andy I mean this is very uh, cool and awesome that you're doing it but anybody can sponsor a meal how can our listeners if they are interested in purchasing the bracelet and not only getting a cool bracelet but also sponsor a meal what is the website Andy our website is www.baseballbelief.com baseballbelief.com super duper easy right and then 
Why a meal? You were telling me something about St. Rita that also is connected through through the meals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. If you if you go back and you and you listen and you hear and you read St. Rita's history and her story, uh, she also was a homeless a person, and and that touched me when I uh, when I decided to do this for for the mission. That, that's amazing. And again, I mean, what is $2 nowadays? Uh, the fact that you can feed somebody. That, I mean, if you if you want to follow Andy's uh, example, I mean, it's so awesome to have all this, the blessings of having a bracelet for sale and how cool that we could benefit some someone else, an, an organization who's helping others in the community. It could be the Miami Rescue Mission. It could be any other wonderful organization out there. And I know, Andy, that you are in the business of the primary wound care. I know you were sharing off the air that... You know, you, you go to providers and you treat people, but you also are interested in helping in our clinic, which I find it so awesome. I mean, so many things to be grateful for. Yes, we would love to come here to the clinic and, uh, and to your mission and, and, and provide our wound services to any of your, your homeless patients, uh, your homeless uh, uh, members that you have here. Uh, and, and we will do it for, for free because uh, we think that uh, this is what we need to do. That's amazing. And I cannot wait to introduce you to our clinic uh, staff so that they can see whether or not. I mean, I'm sure this would be an amazing uh, thing for them. And, and tell me about when people buy the bracelet. And I'm sure it's either people that either play baseball or people that like baseball. I mean, I know we were talking off the air. We know so many people that we have in common that love baseball and understand the game so well. What do they tell you when they get the bracelet? I mean, they're, I think they're very excited. Uh, uh, there's a lot of Major League Baseball players that are wearing the bracelet. Uh, the- the bracelet, the high school baseball players, college, minor league players, um, uh, young young uh, children that are wearing it, uh, the grandmothers uh, pick it up for them, or or their mothers or dads. I think it's a good experience. Even 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 uh, people that don't even know anything about the game or or even Saint Rita, they're wearing it because it, it looks so cool, and it attracts them so much. And and one of the things that I wanted to 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 tell the people is that uh, it's, it's a physical reminder that you'll have with you at all times with you that, uh, that you know, the power of faith is something that we all have to believe in and, 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 and miracles do happen. And, and, and this is a, just a physical reminder that you will always have with you and, and your risk. I, I totally agree. I mean, we're all about faith here at the Miami Rescue Mission. Uh, we teach our guys, everything that we teach them is based on pr- principles uh, from the Bible. You know, having faith, having something that you believe in with all your your mind and soul. I mean, it, it's very important, right? And miracles do happen. And God God is capable of doing anything and everything, right? So I, I love the message. I really, really love the bracelet. Again, it's something that... You can get as a gift or you can get to wear it. And if you're like me and you don't necessarily understand baseball too much and you're not the biggest fan of baseball, but I'm a big fan of what Andy's doing, donating a portion of those sales to feed one homeless person one meal. For me, that's reason enough to go and buy the bracelets and and wear the bracelet, uh, you know, in, in, in honor of sponsoring a meal and, and one thing that i wanted to say it's at times is you know that we we started the company a, a year and and four months ago and right now uh you know it's it's uh it's it's the first uh, almost the first year that we're doing this and and we really haven't had a lot of um, uh, a lot of proceeds or a lot or, or a lot of uh, or in, a, in another word, we're not making the company does is not making any money at the moment, and and at times, uh, it's the hardest times, and and it's the it's the it's the best time to be, 
to have God's grace when you don't have to give. And I, I hear you. I hear you. And it's so important. And, and you hang in there. I mean, faith is important. Let's try to change that. Let's tell our listeners one more time that website so that they can go and they can get their bracelets. Yes, you could You could Google www.baseballbelief.com. Uh, St. Rita Baseball Belief. And again, you have a cool bracelet and you will be sponsoring a meal for the Miami Rescue Mission for a homeless person. Thank you so much, Andy, for joining us today. We're so grateful that you came on board. Well, thank you, Leanne. Thank Appreciate you. It. Welcome, Christina. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good morning. So good to see you again. I know we've done interviews before. It's always good to talk about 211 and all the services that you guys are providing to those in our community. Uh, tell us a little bit about 211 for those of us that don't know. Sure. Well, 211 is a all telephone access um, helpline where people can call in and get information <clears throat> about anything, basically any kind of social service that they may be looking to ask more questions about or to connect with. So people, when they call in 211, they can call in English or Spanish. Uh, they are open. Our operators are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So they are able to answer questions, connecting you with services, connecting you with uh, more information about any kind of social service question a person may have. So for example, if someone is wondering, you know, is this something that I should seek therapy uh, services for, that counselor may be able to talk them through that and connect them with the services that are in their immediate area based on their zip code. So important, talking about resources, anything. I know, I mean, if you're thinking summer camp, if you're thinking um, any kind of counseling, like Christina said, I know I, I'm very familiar with 211. I follow you guys on Instagram. I mean, I've interviewed you, you, interviewed you before, and uh, this is this is great stuff. Now let's talk about Parkland a year later. I know this is uh, the Parkland tragedy, I should add. I know that this is kind of like your area because you're a clinical supervisor. Tell us. Well, it's it's not surprising to hear that people are still feeling the resonance of the traumatic situation that happened at Parkland. We are still talking about Sandy Hook so many years later. Yes. Um, and with these tragic events, because they focus on our children in the community, families are impacted, and anyone, people really understand that this is something that could happen at any time. Um, with those tragedies, one of the things we need to really remember that aside from adults and parents dealing with the loss, we also have young children and adolescents that are trying to grasp what this loss really means, what this violence and tragedy really means for them. And it becomes difficult when they can't find the answers to the questions that they may have. Um, many of the youth are, you know, maybe the Alaska teacher or their Alaska parent, and, and they find themselves short on answers for those questions. And so the youth are struggling to deal with it on their own. Many of the children and youth that we uh, encounter, they say they're okay, they look like they're okay, but underneath that surface, they really are still struggling with dealing with the loss of classmates and, and really feeling like they were also in that line of, of danger. And even if they were not going to Parkland, because I know I have a young adult at home and she did not attend Parkland and she was not there that day. And even if they're not related, you know, directly with the school and what happened, uh, but they still have questions, Christina, wouldn't you agree? I mean, they still feel the pain of the other, you know, the other students, the other parents, the other family members. We all feel it, right? You're right. But, but how important that you mentioned 
counseling, you know, even if it, if they look outside, if they look good outside and, you know, it looks like, oh, you know, they're, they're fine. But talk about it, right? I mean, how important that is. It is very important. And some, some, you know, youth may not understand, you know, here we are a year after Parkland and people think that not that they've gotten over it, but it shouldn't be bothering them anymore or not as, as harsh as it has been when it first happened. Um, but because they are still a year out, they're not, they haven't maybe processed it. Not everyone has maybe received services or had someone to speak with or to, to just clear the air about this whole situation. So for a lot of them, they just haven't uh, been able to really air out what they feel. Some of them don't know how to air out their feelings and don't know that they can ask for help and can ask you know the appropriate questions. And it doesn't mean anything about their weakness or anything like that. So they're bottling it up inside until for some point, you know, they, they just can't hold it anymore and they explode, whether it be a breakdown or it be maybe ideations of self-harm, etc. I, I couldn't agree more. 211, full of resources, anything that you may need, get in contact with them, them anytime, 360 days, uh, any time of the day, 24 hours a day. Thank you so much, Christina, for joining us today and for everything that you do to help others in our community. Thank you very much. Well, I hope if you're one of the listeners that listens to us every week that you love this part of the program where we get to interview someone who is going through life change. And if it is your first time to have tuned in to our program uh, this is a time where we get to talk to one of our residents who's either living in Miami Hollywood or Pompano and they're actually experiencing life change or sometimes we interview a graduate but today I have with me Richard and Richard is part of our alpha program on the Miami campus and before I say any more I'm gonna say welcome to the program Richard thank you oh well, Richard um, you have been with us now for some months and and let's go back into your story and um, off air you said that really as a child um, you wanted to start there so let's just start as a child was it happy sad what was going on in your life um in my childhood it, I came from an abusive family you know I didn't really do too well in school uh, got in trouble a lot so um, was that with teachers and at home or was it um, out in the neighborhood so where did where did you feel it was that pretty trouble much was? in school in school. And I came from an abusive household, like I said. And Now, that abuse in the household, would you say, was it from any kind of drug use, alcohol, or was it just, um, just a dysfunctional family? It was a dysfunctional family. It was like psychological abuse and physical abuse. Okay. Now, you had said that you have traveled around the country, lived in different places. So um, did you actually finish high school or what happened there? No, I didn't finish high school, but I went back and got my GED. Um, in my in my household, uh, we moved around a lot. We didn't stay anywhere for very long. So I think I kind of picked up that behavior. And so when I became an adult, I pretty much just moved around from place to place and didn't have any real direction in my life. So you had various jobs? Yes, I, I've I've been a jack of all trades. Like um, I've worked in all kinds of fields and I have experience doing pretty much everything. But you don't seem to stay at any one thing for a very long time. No, I don't stay anywhere. I don't do anything for very long. I just seem to have a pattern of uh, bad decision making that leads me to lose things. Okay. Now, you, your background, you're really not um, 
a person that you have had drug use in your life, it's not an issue right now. Let's talk about the time you did have drug use. Three years of my life, you know, I was doing drugs and stuff like that. My life got really bad, a couple near-death experiences, mm -hmm. and um, there was some homelessness, and I couldn't keep a job, and my life was really bad, so uh, eventually I put myself in a rehab, and... You know, now, was that in Florida or somewhere else? That was in Florida. It was in Miami. Mm -hmm. And when I got out of the rehab, I stayed clean for three, four, five years. And I never went back to doing hard drugs or anything like that ever since then. Um, I did go back to, like, alcohol and marijuana and stuff, but just light, mm -hmm. like, social use. Okay, so um, you... Before you came into the mission, you were telling me you did have a job, but at the same time you were homeless. You want to explain that? Yeah. Um, basically, um, about three years ago, I went to L.A. and I tried to make a life over there. I have some family over there. And, you know, it wasn't what I expected. So I came back to Miami because I've spent, uh, you know, 10 years plus of my life in Miami. So... It was like a good place for me that I, I knew the I knew the, the surroundings, I knew how to survive, and so I thought that I would just start again from here. So I had a friend that I was supposed to stay with, but when I came here, the situation was not what I expected because he was staying with family and it was just a bad situation. So I ended up um, on the streets and pretty much sleeping on the roof of a building to stay away from the bugs and stuff. And I had a job and I was making money, but it was very hard maintaining the appearance of not being homeless and washing my clothes and gas stations and in bathrooms and trying to clean the dirt from under my nails. And it was really stressing me out because, you know, I don't like to be dirty. And Okay, Richard, I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to pick up in just a moment. That's a, a hard place to stop. Don't turn turn that dial because you want to hear the rest of Richard's story, how he really came into the mission and stopped being homeless. So we'll be back in just a moment. Well, we're talking to Richard. He's telling his story. He's actually a resident at the Miami Rescue Mission in the upper phase of the program, the alpha phase, which is um, a really very special phase here at the mission. And you were telling us, Richard, uh, you found yourself on the streets of Miami. You were actually sleeping on a rooftop and you were trying to hold a job at the same time. So let's pick up the story right there. Okay, after several weeks of, you know, a high-paced um, job and very stressful, it was a restaurant job, and I was sleeping on the roof of uh, a building, and, you know, it felt like uh, nobody wanted me, that, you know, I didn't have any purpose in my life, I felt very depressed, and, you know, every night I would lay on top of the roof, and I wanted to jump off the building and take my own life because you know I just felt like nobody would miss me and I had no purpose anyway so I didn't know what to do so then how did you get to the Miami rescue mission well I mean I called the homeless hotline for like two months and I didn't get any response or any good news you know they always told me they didn't have any openings for me 
and then one day I just found the missions uh, number by chance and I called that number and they told me that if you come Monday we have room for you you could come in so that was the first hope that I had you know since my homelessness began when I came back to Miami Wow and so then you did enter the program on that Monday that you came and what was your experience from that point um, I came to the mission and you know I was very grateful because you know I had a place to stay I had a bed to sleep in I had a place to shower I didn't have to worry about anything because uh, I was being taken care of um, and I was very depressed and I didn't know what to do with my life still you know I knew that uh, I loved the Lord and I believed in the Bible and that I was already a Christian so I just kind of like fell into that and just um, worshiped the Lord and my counselor um, he was very good and he's like the first person to show me that he that somebody cared about me in a long time and um, my counselor was monumental in making me feel better and not feeling depressed anymore Wow so that's pretty amazing but now um, even though you have a good counselor you're still living with a lot of different men a lot of different cultures uh, a lot of different mindsets and so how did, how did you how are you uh, enduring all that and uh, I know you've come up through the phases so uh, you're not so much in just a uh, complete dorm room it gets a little bit you know less and less people that you have to kind of live with but how, how do you deal with all that um, it was challenging because you know it is a lot of different cultures and different people with different mindsets and attitudes but pretty much you know I just trust in the Lord and um, I can endure anything because if it's in line with God's will then uh, it must be some purpose behind it you know I believe that God led me here because you know no other place would take me or had room and then all of a sudden when I was like at the end of my rope I came here and it was easy so uh, we said off air that you kind of sailed through education uh, the education component um, of the of the program because uh, you do have quite a bit of education so that wasn't didn't seem to be an issue for you what'd you feel about that um, the education was the edu education building was very good um, I learned some things uh, that I've forgotten, like percents and, mm -hmm. and fractions and stuff like that. And I got re-familiarized with the software of um, the computer and stuff like that. Um, but and, now, and now that you're, and we're going to have to end this in just a moment, but now that you're in the upper phase, you were telling me off air that you're actually part of the ministry now, that you actually have helped with events and tour guide and security. And, and I, I, you seem to dress a little bit differently, too. Yeah, um, ever since I reached Alpha, um, you know, I dressed very professional with um, a tie and a nice shirt and slacks and stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, it's a great boost to my confidence level. Um, I haven't really dressed like this in a long time. It, it makes me want to do something more professional in my life, and I, it's really done good for me. 
Well, Richard, I'm so sorry we're at the end of our time, but you look great. I wish people could actually see uh, the, the people that I interview and how great you look. And I know God has a great plan for you. And maybe we'll get to interview you again and find out more about your story as you injure the Alpha part. So thank you, Richard, for sharing your story. Thank you. Wow, what a great testimony from Richard. You know, we're serving thousands and thousands of men, women, and children every single year. But when it comes down to what we do and what your support provides, it's about change lives. You know, we want to help people. We want to encourage people. But they have to do the work themselves. And that's where the transformation comes about. And here's a, here's a man that came and said a wide berth of using drugs and some bad choices in his life, many rehab programs, moving around the country, and um, just decided he had enough. And we say that too here, that sometimes people just get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, it's not a uh, Einstein moment or uh, a great moment that just appears. They're just thinking to themselves, you know, I'm tired. I'm not enjoying getting high. I'm not enjoying begging on the streets. Let me see if I can get some help. And when they walk through our doors, uh, we are going to offer them all the encouragement that we can. We're going to give them a hot, nutritious meal. We're going to get them a shower and, and a new set of clothes to wear. We're going to have a bed for them. Uh, and it's all done in a safe, secure environment. And, you know, that means it makes a difference. Many people that come through our doors uh, are there because they're hungry. And we say hope often begins with a meal. You know, you can help us in so many different ways. We have a Meals a Month Club. You can make a financial donation. You can come down and volunteer. Uh, but simply go to our website at caringplace.org and look at the ways you can help us. You know, some of the things you don't even have to leave your home. We have our Spring Cleaning with a Purpose campaign going on. This is where you can recycle your gently used items. And this includes your clothing. House, uh, house appliances, couches, beds, tables, lawn equipment, lawn furniture, and we'll even take cars and motorcycles and boats. Uh, just go to our website at caringplace.org slash spring cleaning. As you're going through your closets, uh, you know what I mean. You have the set of clothes when you're thinner, and then your set of clothes where you're now, and then maybe a set of clothes when you're heavier and you just say, you know, I'm going to get rid of some of these clothes. You'll put them to very good use. When people come through our doors, uh, many times they're just wearing the, the clothes on their back or the women will just have a little bag uh, of personal items and something for the kids. And we want to make them feel good about themselves right from the beginning. And then in our outer, uh, afternoon program in Miami, we're serving around four to 500 people during the, during the day when we serve. And that means they come in, not only get something to eat, but they get a shower. And that means more change of clothes. And the clothes you're wearing many times are not recyclable. They're not, you can't wash them. We have to throw them away. So help us help people. Uh, the excess items that we, that we collect, the furniture that we collect and so on. We have a thrift store. It's a training center for people to, to get a job and how to keep a job. Uh, we'll sell them in that center. Uh, and again, it's a very good place. It's called the Bargain Barn, and it really is got a lot of bargains in there. It's at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. Uh, it's a great place for vintage clothing and appliances and so on. But the other furniture that we have also, we will give to the graduates as they leave our centers in Broward and in Miami to go get their own house or apartment. So they're going to need a whole set. They're going to need their living room set, their dining room set, 
uh, bedroom set, cribs, and then all the glassware and the dishware and all the dishware they need. So it really is repurposing the things that maybe you just want to refresh in your own house. That's spring cleaning with a purpose, caringplace.org slash spring cleaning. And then later this month on April 19th, we're already gearing up for it, is our great Thanksgiving on Good Friday outreach. It's going to be held at 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in our Broward Centers and our Miami Centers. It's a great time where we're going to gather people, not only in our programs, but also people that are on the streets. We're inviting them to come in. And the highlight of the day is the washing of the feet of the homeless by our volunteers. You can make a difference. Go to caringplace.org slash Good Friday. I think all of our volunteer slots are taken, but there still may be some open. Well, God bless you, and thank you for listening today. Tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place www.caringplace.org.